get ready to unleash your inner legal mastermind and embark on an exhilarating legal adventure. Welcome to the Legal Odyssey podcast, where we dive deep into the world of law and bring you face to face with the sharpest legal minds in America. I am thrilled to be your guide on this wild ride as we uncover the hidden secrets of the legal elite. Welcome back to another exhilarating episode of The Legal Odyssey. I am your host, Haley, and as always, we are here to equip you with these supercharged tools that you need to navigate life's challenges just like a seasoned lawyer would. Today's episode promises to be an eye-opening journey into the world of employment law as we sit down with Mr. George Allen, an esteemed employment law attorney in Sacramento, California. With a passion for advocating for employees facing workplace challenges, our guest is here to shed light on the complexities of employment contracts and even fighting through employment troubles. So please welcome George Allen. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So to start us off, George, tell us what drives you to advocate for employees with troubles at work? It's just kind of how I see the world. Uh, I think that corporations have way too much power over individuals. Um, employees with troubles at work are people who need help. And, you know, it's never quite that black and white in the real world, but in the law, you've got to be on one side of a case or the other. And to me, it's a no brainer that I'd rather be on the side of a worker than the side of the employer. I love that passion and that you really see the need for help for the individual employees. And I think that brings us into the subject of our episode today. So, you know, being an employment attorney in Sacramento, California, undoubtedly you've probably seen an abundance of different situations and experienced different things, but could you shed just a light on what are some of the most prevalent issues that employees frequently encounter within their work environments? Just to kind of give our audience an idea of the different situations an attorney can truly help with. Probably the single most common thing that causes people to contact my office is that they are experiencing what they feel is a hostile work environment. And the important thing to know about that is that hostile work environment is only a legal issue if it's based on a protected characteristic. So, for example, sexual harassment is a hostile work environment, and if the conduct is bad enough, it's a violation of the law because it's targeted at a worker because of their gender or sexual orientation or whatever the case may be, versus it's not against the law for the boss to be a jerk. Um, and it's hard to make that distinction sometimes. Uh, that's a really common one. I bet. <laughs> and the I would say the other really, really common thing um, is people who have gone through what they believe is a wrongful termination. And, you know, kind of in the same way hostile work environment is limited, termination is limited, even if it was, you know, unfair, uh, mean, wrong, whatever the case may be, most workers are in a category that we call employment at will, which means your employer can fire you at any time for any reason, they can be wrong, they can be mean, they can be stupid, 
And the only thing that makes that a legal issue is if the true motivation for the termination, not what your employer claimed was the reason, but the true motivation for the termination was something that the law says is off limits, like discrimination on the basis of race, gender, etc. Retaliation for legally protected conduct, uh, whistleblowers, things like that. So, I mean, that brings us to just the idea that there can be so many different uh, situations like we said that occurred but I can't that can occur I just can't imagine as you know an employee myself trying to navigate through any situation like that on my own so can you talk just a little bit about some of the differences an attorney can make in identifying if you do have the employment case or if like you said it's kind of like just the boss is being a jerk well, an attorney who's familiar with employment law is going to have a, you know, sort of a mental list of those um, illegal reasons for, for termination. And so in going through, you know, a worker's narrative about what happened, the attorney is going to be looking for things that support the idea that, you know, this is, this termination isn't really because you used too many staples. It's because you called the EPA and said, my employer is dumping chemicals in the creek behind the building. Right, right. And it takes those special skills, I think, right, to hear, hear the right opportunities to pull out the information to get to the true depth of the entire workplace scenario. And so one of the situations that come to your office often is questions regarding wage theft disputes. And so while this kind of thing might be commonly observed, there also exists a misconception that many employees lack the means to even engage an attorney for aid in, in this kind of legal battle. Can you provide some kind of examples on how individuals can navigate past this obstacle effectively? Sure. Most of the tools that we have as attorneys to uh, recover wages that have been taken from an employee or withheld from an employee are statutory. And most of those statutes say that if we go to court and the employee wins, the employer has to pay the employee's attorney fees. And although most cases are resolved short of going to trial, that's a big part of the settlement discussion. The people on the other side know that if they take this to court and lose, they're going to get a really big bill from the employee's attorney. Uh, and so that motivates settlement. And that also makes it possible for the attorneys to represent employees on a contingent fee basis. Kind of like if you're in a car crash and it's the other driver's fault, you don't have to pay out of pocket for a personal injury attorney to pursue your case in court. They'll, they'll get paid by a percentage of what's recovered for you. And a great many wage theft cases are like that also. That is such a great piece of information to share with our audience, George, because I think that helps provide um, a little bit of relief that there is a way that you can get help and there is an attorney that you're going to sit down and talk to that's going to provide the best advice for you. I mean, an employment law attorney is not going to sit and tell you to take a case if there's no illegal actions being to pursue. <laughs> yes, there's zero financial motivation for an attorney working on contingent fee to take a case that's not a valid case.
it brings us to another topic that can be commonly one that you know just makes people nervous when it comes to taking a new job and that's workplace contracts non-compete agreements um, and you know, just different kinds of contracts that you might be handed when you are making that transition how can an employment attorney assist individuals in understanding their contractual rights and limitations especially um, in California sure so so if, if you're looking at a new job, say you have a job offer, um, you probably don't yet have the things they want you to sign. But whenever you get those things, of course, you can send them to an employment attorney uh, who can review them and kind of narrate and explain. Um, with the non-competes and with all of those agreements, you know, typically like, great, I got a new job and the HR people give you a stack of stuff to sign and you just sign and you don't read it. You, you just sign and sign and sign and sign. And it's only later that you really need to know what was in all that stuff that I signed and what does it mean? Um, so with the non-compete agreements, um, California says they're void. We have a statute that just says non-compete agreements are not enforceable. And in a simple case, if you're an employee in California working in California for a California employer, um, that's pretty straightforward. But it can get messy, like say you leave the California employer and you go to work for another employer that's headquartered somewhere else, and your old California employer gets wind of that, they may try to go into court in a different state that has different law regarding a non-compete agreement to prevent you from working for that new employer. So, you know, if you're that kind of desirable employee, you should, and you have a, a non-disclosure agreement, you should disclose that to the prospective employer when you're interviewing so that they know, because they don't want to be surprised by that. And if something does happen, you want to enlist uh, the new employer to, to defend you. Uh, ideally to pay for an attorney or provide an attorney to represent you if there's litigation over that non-disclosure agreement. And that makes so much more sense if you disclose from the very beginning that you have that agreement with your previous employer, right? Um, I think that this is such important, again, information for people to have because sometimes you can just feel so stuck by the agreements that you possibly did sign. But I think I heard the biggest piece of advice is don't quickly sign, don't let that excitement get too much of you and take the time to read through the documents and know that what could, how it could potentially affect you in your future as well. Absolutely. When someone is confronted with something like a concern for you know one of these contracts or a wage theft concern, what are some initial steps that someone can take to find the right attorney for them? That can be a challenge. Um, so I would say with attorneys, just like with doctors or plumbers or therapists or anyone else, the best thing is to ask the people in your community, you know, your friends or your family, if they have a referral. Uh, and that's the gold standard. But assuming that doesn't happen, uh, in California, we have an organization, the California Employment Lawyers Association, which is a statewide organization for attorneys who represent employees. And on the website, which is cela.org, there's a button that says, find a lawyer. And when you click that button, it takes you to a search engine. And you can search the CELA membership by geography, area of practice, uh, name, and other fields. 
And that's the best way I know of to find an employment attorney. Uh, SELA is specific to California. Uh, the SELA attorneys are, you know, as a group, obviously I can't speak for every single one, but as a group we are people who are dedicated to representing employees. Uh, we keep up on the law. We take this very seriously. We're kind of like the true believers. And there's a similar uh, national organization. It's the National Employment Lawyers Association, N-E-L-A dot O-R-G. And they also have a search engine uh, on their website. And these certifications or memberships are so important to call out for employment law attorneys because when searching for an employment law attorney, you need to make sure you're working with an attorney that, like George said, is experienced in keeping up with the law because especially in California, but all over our nation, the laws related to employment, employees, employers are constantly changing. And so somebody that's keeping up with those consistent changes is critical to, you know, getting the best outcome for your case. Yes. So George, let's Let's imagine an individual that might be actively seeking an employment law attorney in Sacramento, California. If you had to give them one piece of advice, you know, while dealing with their situation, what would it be? Wow. If I only get the literally one piece of advice, um, <laughs> it would be document, document what's going on. Um, ideally, I would get a little bit of a bundle of advice, which would be I would love a bundle of it. <laughs> And of course, this is uh, directed towards a person who's still in the workplace where they're having whatever the issue may be. You know, number one is, you know, keep your head down and keep doing your work and do it well and be polite and professional and courteous. Uh, don't give them any reason to, um, you know, terminate you that's, that's disconnected from whatever the trouble is. And then document. And documenting, you know, depends on the culture of the workplace. Um, there are some places where it would stick out like a sore thumb and be really obvious that what you're doing is documenting a problem. And maybe maybe that's what you got to do anyway. Um, but if you, you know, for example, you have a meeting with human resources um, and they tell you whatever, blah, 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 blah. You can send an email later that says, hey, human resources, I just want to make sure I understood correctly. I told you about yada, 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 and you said, blah, 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 blah. Let me know if I got that correct. If, you know, if anything's wrong there, please let me know. Um, be mindful of your employer's uh, policies about confidentiality of information and, and don't violate those. But, you know, if things go wrong and you get terminated, you may lose access to your company email, for example. Um, so it's good to CC or BCC yourself on things that you need. Um, if you are allowed to do so, make copies of relevant documents, um, all that sort of thing. Uh, and looping back to the HR situation, you may need to talk to HR, but understand that they're not your advocate. Um, HR exists, human resources exists to be a resource for management. And their duty, their obligation is to do what they think is best for the company. And that may be in alignment with what's best for you, the employee with troubles at work, or it may not be. So, you know, you have to be kind of skeptical or cynical about what HR is doing and what they're telling you. 
It is such sound advice to provide our audience. I really appreciate you giving us your expertise on the side of, you know, advocating for employees every single day. So before I let you go, is there anything else, you know, that you'd like to share for those that are seeking an employment attorney or that might be concerned about some employment troubles? It can be hard to find an employment attorney. Um, and so don't give up, um, you know, go through the steps that you're going through. And if the first attorney that you talk to about your case says, no, I'm not interested, don't give up and go away. Um, sometimes you need to talk to several attorneys before you find one who, who hears a case that, that they think they can help you with and what you're saying. Um, so don't be discouraged and dirty little secret. Um, attorneys will almost never tell you you don't have a case, right? Because we're worried that maybe we missed something and we'd cause the person to give up looking for an attorney and maybe somebody else would hear something. Um, right. So what you'll hear is, I'm too busy or that's not my area of law or something along those lines. So, you know, at some point you've got to say to yourself, okay, I've talked to eight attorneys who are all really experienced employment attorneys that I communicated with really well, and none of them want to take my case. At some point, you know, call it a day, but don't give up because one or two attorneys said no thank you. That is such a great point to call out, especially because, uh, you know, as we hear many of our criminal defense attorneys or personal injury attorneys say, is that just because they might not have experience dealing with the exact situation you ran into, doesn't mean that another attorney might not have had an experience similar to that that helps them navigate your situation in your case just a little bit better. Everything you provided today, George, has been amazing advice. So we really appreciate you being here with us today and providing such valuable insights into the world of employment law. It is very clear that you are truly dedicated to advocating for employees and really helping them navigate through different employment troubles. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course, and to our listeners, remember that this podcast is not legal advice, but it is meant to empower you with the knowledge to navigate through life's twists and turns with finesse. After all, knowledge is power, and seeking the right information and support can make all the difference in your journey. Until next time, this is Haley signing off from the Legal Odyssey.